The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Table Talk, guys, and this year is 2020, and in 2020, there are the next Olympics. So we... <laughs> Tokyo! Tokyo! And uh, so we thought it might be a good opportunity for us to stop and talk about sport and how we can view that or interact with that as Christians. So um, what about you guys? Just before we actually get into the nuts and bolts of that, like, what is your relationship to sport? Is it, has it been a big part of your life, more or less otherwise? <laughs> Massive. <laughs> yeah. We all just stop and look at Wills. <laughs> Massively love sport. Almost just about any sport I can consume, mm-hmm. I will consume. Croquet? I, I, he said if any nothing... that he can consume. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hard I mean, on the teeth, I guess. Yeah, look, if if nothing else was on, maybe. <laughs> For a little while. Like... I don't know how it's scored, but <laughs> I guess I could find a team to root for. Like, you know. But I mean, like, yeah... I, I love sport. I love the competitive nature of it all. I just love watching individuals rise to the challenge. Um, certain sports, I just love the testosterone fueled. <laughs> I, I, I want to say aggression, but I also want to try and make it as if it's a little bit more classy than that. Um, but just I just call it determination. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like the you know that, especially when character size. And I yeah. Anyway, I love sport. It's been massive in my life, but I shouldn't go down that railroad because I, I think, won't come back. I think if you're an Australian, you, you've you had some sort of relationship with sport. It's, in life, huge, right? it's expected yeah. in the culture. It's right? a mm-hmm. huge cultural expectation. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I actually feel like I am outside the loop in a lot of cases because I, I, mean, I like sport. I like playing some sports, but I'm not a massive sporting nut. And that makes me feel like very on the outside with most like classic Australian communities yeah. because mm. it's, it's so ingrained. And and I think yeah. and like obviously I'm not like trying to pick a point here, but that might have to do with your like schooling experience and like your you know your teen oh. years and everything like that. Because if you're going through private or public schooling, like sports very prevalent, you know, mm-hmm. and extremely promoted. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because obviously. Kids being healthy mm. is is a great initiative, and how do we best promote exercise through sport? Because it offers competition and in like you know motivation motivation yeah. to succeed at it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess if you kind of took all the kids out and you just told them to run ten laps of the oval, well they're going to get bored of running laps around the oval mm. really really quickly. But if you go, hey, look, there's a ball, kick it mm. around. Yeah, everyone ball makes a big difference. It makes it? a huge mm-hmm. difference. I'll do more kilometers running around chasing the ball than yeah. they would have done laps and they get more out of it. So, yeah. Which yeah. is quite funny when you think about it, isn't it? So, so it may, maybe, maybe that might contribute towards yeah. it. Um, yeah, and like, sure. not saying that obviously homeschooling's a bad system, but that might be why you yeah, feel... Yeah, but team sports aren't necessarily something that it's a strong point, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like me and who else? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, so, you know, like there's... Yeah. Maybe that's why yeah. that cultural thing wasn't ingrained at you. Because if it's yeah. not ingrained 
in you, like any cultural thing ingrained mm. at you at a long, uh, young age, it's not really going to become a major facet of your lifestyle mm. yeah. when you're older. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was I was into martial arts you know, heavily for a decade or so, but that w- wasn't the same thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it was it was very different. But yeah, anyway, that's not the point. That I'd to. say that I did so, I did martial arts too, yeah. and it's not yeah. like any other sport. No, it, it's not. I mean, but that's a real that's a whole. We should have another episode on martial arts just by itself because yeah. it's it's a lot of discipline. Yeah, maybe that's why it's more of a discipline than a sport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's, so that's why probably why it's different. That's why you didn't do too good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was better at sports. <laughs> less, less discipline required. <laughs> so, but, but Dave, Ben, like, what about you guys? What, what sort of experience did you guys have with sport? Well, I'm not real big on the um, sports. It's more of a case of I'll take an interest in sports that I play and do. Mm, yeah. But apart from that, it's a case of oh, that's interesting, and it's kind of meh. Yeah. So I, I agree with your whole what you engage with because like squash I love squash so so much because I play it and, and you can understand yeah. because you Not play it you understand time, it um, yeah I, I when the Olympics come around I will sit down and I will watch the squash mm. I will also watch the Olympic weightlifting and mm. that sort of thing because I understand it I take part in that and I want to yeah I mean it's interesting seeing the best of the best play yeah you can learn so much from them yeah yeah I grew up with sport every day mm-hmm. yeah playing it watching it when when I wasn't allowed to play it outside, I'd play it on the computer. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I used to. Um, we had a long hallway in our house, and I had one of those. You know those little soft balls that you used to get in like cereal packets. Mm-hmm. Do you know the ones? I used to use those as a cricket ball, and I'd imagine a set of wickets at the end of the hallway, and I would bowl <laughs> over after over after over in the hallway every night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why my parents didn't go insane. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just a nutter. They might have gone insane. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, they just yeah. didn't tell me. Did you ever check in with them about that? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. No, so yeah, sport was a very big part of my upbringing. Mm. We did it together as a family. Well, mm. then if I can ask this question particularly for you and Wilsey then, mm. did it did it change you? Did it like uh, accentuate parts of your character or personality or sub- or suppress others? Did it change you in any noticeable way? Well, I can tell you one thing it did for me. Yeah. It, t- it was all-consuming for me. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't read books <laughs> as a kid because I, was, I didn't want to read books. I wanted to go and play sport, right? And so I think, I think it depends on um, your level of discipline. And, you know, my parents were, were probably pretty lax. You know, they were just happy for me to do whatever I wanted. I remember one day my mum said to me, you're not allowed to go outside until you read a book. <laughs> the only day I ever read a book th- right through as a child. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first book I ever read right through. But I bet you read it in no time flat. Oh, I read it as quick as I could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to miss out on going outside. <laughs> I-, I won't say it, it took away my love of re- reading books. I, I certainly filled a lot of hours reading novels as a, as a teen. But um, I-, I think it had a effect on me. Um for certain, like there's no, you can't interact with anything in your environment and not have an yes. effect on you. Yeah, it's kind like of a factor. Yeah, um, like for for me, probably like the, the big one would have been in high school. Um, I was allowed to play rugby league, and my mum and dad were pretty against it um, <laughs> to start. Like they they were definitely not impressed with the idea of me um, 
It's a brutal sport. It is. It is. <laughs> I and, loved and, it, but it's, it's brutal. And, and, yeah. and young testosterone boys, sometimes you're not out there to actually play to win, but you're out there to play to hurt. Yeah. Especially mm. if you've got a grudge against someone on the other team, <laughs> which can be over the pettiest of reasons. Like, let's yeah. be honest, it's teenage boys. <laughs> he could have just, like, looked at you the wrong way, and you're like, I'm going to drop him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real. But... I think I think it also um, it built into my life um, uh, team team uh, dynamics and leadership abilities. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's all. It was all bad. No. You know, like there was there was a lot of things, like a lot of camaraderie. Like that was one thing mm. I loved about team, especially team sports. You don't get it in and problem ice. solving. Yeah, like yep. you know, if if it you depends c- on the sport, but most sports involve a degree of problem solving, and that was one thing I loved about sport, particularly. Mm. I used to like playing like the, in the playmaking roles because yeah. then your job was to, to solve the problems and get the team across the line. Yeah, that's right. You know, if, you, if you're if you just par- playing in the forward pack, it's a little bit more simpler. You know, if we're going to use rugby league as an yeah, example, yeah. you know, you're there to make meters. Yeah. You know, you're not really there to do a lot of thinking. <laughs> but that's changing though, isn't it, in the modern game? Well, you got the rise of what they call the, you know, the ball, the ball playing um, locks and things like that. You know, instead of big hulking guys, you're looking at really young, fit, yeah. young fellas who have got a really decent size but a lot of nous mm-hmm. and a lot of speed and they're mm-hmm. just tearing up old guys yeah. or I guess your more traditional locks and so that, that it, it's interesting to see in the, the dynamics always ever changing because yeah. every, every team is looking for the advantage and so well, and also I think because we have excelled past some of the old standards as, as people, you know, the capabilities of humanity continue to go up upwards, mm. right? Well, you know, there's new world records being set in every sport all the time mm. because the more we sort of perfect something, you know, the higher the standard gets. Well, the professionalism is, is you know, emerging. Well, that's true too. You know, like at the at the end of the day... It's, it's now a career. It used to be just a Yeah, you go a f- hobby. 50 Past years time. ago and you look at the, the rugby league and everyone who played on weekends had weak jobs. Yeah. And so they go you know, work through the week and then go play and if they won, they got a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, now you talk about superstar signing multi-million dollar deals. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an extremely, like completely different level yeah. and that's why I think we'll always see records broken until we get to the human epitome. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because... Which surely at, that new marathon record must be pretty close to that. That's insane. I, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, that got... Um, that Kip Chopey or whatever his yeah, name is. I, 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 I just butchered that, that name, but... Yeah. Yeah, he ran it in sub two hours, a marathon. and 42 kilometers in under two hours. Yeah. And... and That's... Averaging over twenty k yeah. an hour—that's a run. That's a yeah. That's a decent. It's, it's an run. almost almost sprint for somebody who hasn't done any training. Yeah, for for a, a whole marathon, like it's for just two insane. hours. Yeah, that's just, yeah. It's, it's got to be pushing the limits of humanity. I guess is my point. But even yeah. Tour de, you see the Tour de France things. Oh and yeah, the, and the speeds they beat the records by are in the hundredth of a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. you realize like that must. There's, there's got to be a point. That's that, a long race. Yeah, yeah, but then <laughs> to be beating you, by hundredths of a second. Like you got to realize like, that the, the limit yeah. has got to be close. You, you would think so. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 but just, sorry, we're talking sports, and you're trying to <laughs> facilitate a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I gave up on that about two sports ago. But I mean, really though, like we're, it's. I think one of the things that's really clear from everything that you guys have been saying is that sport. Sport changes us. Anything, mm. like you were saying, anything we, we fully invest ourselves into changes us and it can change yep. us for good. It could change us yep. for bad. Like, you know, you, you guys were, were chatting about, you know, there are 
uh, like you were saying, Dave, you know, it can sport can increase teamwork, problem solving, a whole bunch of positive things. Yeah, leadership, leadership. It, it can also uh, you know, in, increase other things that aren't so desirable, like like you were mentioning aggression, yeah, aggression, and and whatever. But poor self esteem. Mm. Um, like there's, there's a lot of things when you look at uh, substance abuse. Yeah, yeah. things Absolutely. like that. Like you yeah. you look at the lives of the elite sports mm. stars who do not have private lives. Yep. Yeah, and every time they stuff up, it's in the paper. Yeah. Mm. So like yeah, it, it's got positive and. And negative effects, you know. So how how do we as Christians then interact with that world? Mm-hmm. Well, I think because there's... I think if we leave it behind entirely, mm-hmm. uh, we miss out on d- the discipline that sport can teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can be that can be in these kinds of team sports we're talking about, or that can just be in in something that you do on your own. Like Ben, you go to the gym, you try to break your own records as far as how much yeah. weight you can lift. And I it's run... an enjoyable discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I run, I always try to push my boundaries because otherwise I'm not growing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about sport that, that I think is a really positive is that we're always challenging ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. and it builds in you a culture of challenging yourself, which is a great thing because I think mm-hmm. in our world today, we have too too few people that are actually challenging themselves. We're just quite happy to just go with the flow and just, just slide through life, mm-hmm. you know, just willy-nilly. But mm-hmm. if we actually were to try to better ourselves all the time like these athletes have to do, to stay to stay in the game at all hmm. these days, but at least in the past, to to stay at the top of the level, um, yeah, it it's it requires a, a degree of discipline that um, is really good for the human, yeah, spirit. I think. Yeah, and I, I want to say I think there's two main ways we can look at how we interact with sports. Um, and, and Dave, I think you were you know talking about like the physical interaction of being engaged in sports in like a very real sense, but there's also the spectator level that I yeah. think that oftentimes we forget as well. And this is probably one that, on a spectator spectator level, can sometimes be the misleading side for Christians. Um, when you when you're physically engaging in sports, sometimes you'll feel like where where does the sport take over mm-hmm. when you when you're playing it? And you know, next thing Ben say you're you're training, and I know this isn't happening. So yeah, we're just using you as an example. <laughs> but you're sitting there, and you're like, I got to get better than my PB, and I can't get it. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just going to slip in a Friday evening training session for mm. me. And I know that kind of breaks my boundaries on what I've set the Sabbath up for, but I'm not going to break this boundary unless I kind of interact with that. Like, you know, for that, it gives you a very clear kind of moment where you go, well, hold on, I'm, I might be approaching a boundary I'm not willing to cross yet. Mm-hmm. As a spectator, I think those lines are a lot more blurred because we're not physically engaging in it. And so we're willing to kind of bring ourselves kind of like, well, I'm not doing it. I'm observing someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember talking to a couple of mates of mine who were happy watching Friday night football games, but they went, well, I'm not playing it. So I'm not really committing anything bad. I'm just just watching it. I'm just listening mm-hmm. to it on the radio. Yeah. And and so, yeah, and, and I don't want to draw this into a Sabbath debate yeah. because that's not what the point of this conversation is. But I'm the just saying... going against conscience. Well, I'm just saying as a, as a spectator, I think you can cross the lines of what you feel may be an acceptable level of consuming sports or, or anything like that um, more easily or perhaps more unaware of than if you were actually physically engaged in the sport. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you know, the conscious decision is going to be different. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I think that does make it hard. I mean, and this is obviously for 
anybody, I guess, but especially for people who do keep Sabbath because of the, the time constraints. But becoming truly excellent at any sport usually requires a lot of time commitment on weekends and that and if you're going to be executing great commitment to your spiritual journey and being involved with church and all the rest of it it doesn't really even matter that much whether what church you go to or if you observe the sabbath or not you're probably going to start running into you know time commitment problems as a result and so Mm -hmm. it's very difficult for uh, people that are putting god first to become professional athletes that's not to say that it's impossible because there are some that obviously do that but it is saying that it's hard Mm -hmm. it's it's a challenging path yeah and even like you're talking about the other dimension of being a spectator i think it's also it's challenging to uh, manage being a spectator of sport like if you love if you love sport like you and i do um it's difficult to to sort of switch off from that or it's difficult to say no to that um because you want to be there you know you want to engage with it you know you sometimes want to get riled up (laughs) with the sport (laughs) even if you know maybe you shouldn't um, and um, so, yeah, I think it's it's a challenging dynamic. And like you said, it's potentially a little harder because it, it's kind of like a soft version of if you were actually there playing it. Mm-hmm. Like you might not be hurting that person, um, but in your head, you want you want one of your team members to hurt him. Yeah, yeah. You know and what I mean? Yeah. League's a big one. Like when, when you see, I guess, what we would commonly term a grub, you know, a, a dirty player, yeah. get one on your team. Like you hope everyone on your team hurts that bloke. <laughs> and that that's... That crosses, like you said, that yeah. actually kind of crosses the line because you're yeah. you're you are positively wanting to inflict ill will upon someone. Mm. Yeah. Like that, that that's a conscious decision that you've made, <laughs> and yeah. it may not be like you the clear, but it's the way the emotional ride goes on. Yeah. And and I think the key thing is because sport or or you know any kind of this competitive nature of ours, um, at its core, God designed us to have a competitive nature. God designed us with the will, like uh, the drive to succeed or to um, to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would just be like there would be no desire for excellence. No, yeah. there wouldn't. And, and God, you know, designed us as you know, even as perfection to you know have the drive for excellence mm-hmm. because that's what sees everything go forward. Mm-hmm. You know, if we all just sit there and we're happy to sit in stagnation. Mm-hmm. You know, and have no ambition, no drive. Even in our spiritual lives, yeah. Yeah. Well, in anything at all, then we don't see any growth. And, Mm. you know, God's a God of life and life is growth. And so anytime that life stops, death occurs. Mm. And so, of course, he's given us these. But, you know, we can see that how when we, I I guess, uh, have that fallen nature, the competitive edge can often, you know, get a bit of an uglier side to it. And then... You get to the points where Christians have the debate about whether or not you should engage in any contact sport because ultimately in any contact sport, there's going to be a physical confrontation where, you know, maybe they just come off with a bruise or, you know, depending on, say, martial arts or, or contact sports, like when they're more than, sorry, combat sports, when they go beyond the, the forms of physical contact, to physical combat where you're mm. willingly wanting to hurt somebody. <laughs> well, it's not just hurt, but you're looking to dominate them in a physical confrontation. That, mm. that of course, That's can cause all sorts of, um, mm. I guess, moral dilemmas. Or, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, I, and can, I don't want to stand on a high ground and say yeah. where the line is. Yeah. Because yeah. the line's going to be there for any, like, different for, for everyone. I guess we just want to shine light on how Christians, you know, maybe if you're 
unsure about the topic or whatever like it, it's an open conversation how to explore it because yeah. um that sense of competition can go through any sort of sport as well oh, absolutely that, that, that ugly aside and um it is like you said it is very tempting to um push into that um whether you're playing or whether you're spectating it's 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 a it can be a real problem but there's also the benefits and the good side and I I think I, I agree with you. God gave us this sense of competition, but it doesn't have to be this ugly thing. It can be this um look, a team building exercise or pushing for excellence, making you be the best version of you. I mean, that's that's what you do with um your gym related sports. It's it's all about um the weight on the bar, going um seeing how much more you can push yourself each and every time. Um and looking at your primary competitor is who you were yesterday as well. And mm-hmm. I think you can actually look at that with any sport is the case of, well, this is where I was yesterday. I want to be better than that person I was yesterday. Mm. And you can then take that philosophy into other areas of your life and you really benefit from that. Yeah. I think the the challenge with um, sport for me as a Christian is temperance. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think playing it, watching it, engaging with it in any form, I'm bad with temperance myself. Like, like I said, I lived and breathed sport growing <laughs> up. Um, I decided to take a, a break from that um, when I started getting a bit more serious about my Christianity because I noticed the two weren't meshing too well. And so, for me, I needed to, to take a step back with the competition because my competitive streak is not very friendly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I needed to take a step back with the uh, amount of sport that I was consuming as well, though, mm. because I felt like I didn't have time for God if I had time for sport. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I, I went cold turkey uh, with it for a while. I'm sort of easing my way back into it now uh, because I feel it's sometimes difficult to connect with people if you don't know a little bit about sport because, you know, let's face it, 90% of Australians are Mm. going to be interested in sport. Mm. Um, That's an interesting idea you bring up, yeah. Yeah, and so so for me, I guess what I'm saying is I think it's really important that we, we maintain a balance because I don't think... Like it's it's I think we were talking about this uh, in an episode we were talking about when we were talking about health Ben mm. we were talking about how that health should be viewed holistically mm. and and that's because life should be viewed holistically mm-hmm. and so I think it, when it comes to sport we should recognise that sport is a part of our life it shouldn't be the centre it shouldn't be the you know all consuming part of our life it should be one of the the elements that make up our life and it can mm. be like you said it can be a tool to better us yeah. if it's a, a component of our life. But if it becomes like the the lion's share of the pie, mm. then all of a sudden it's probably going to be you know taking us downhill away from you know self betterment into you know potentially idolizing either ourselves or you know our sports heroes or whatever. Mm. And so I guess it's just really about finding that that right spot for you. Like if I have this much sport in my life, then I've also still got this much time for self development by doing things like you know reading or studying or you know whatever it is that's going to be be leading you into becoming a better person you know whether it's academically or you know for you Luke a lot of your focus is business or you know it might just be you know connecting with people you know if you're not sitting at home watching all of the latest highlights then you can be out you know 
talking to people, meeting with people, having a social life. And so, yeah, I guess it's just making sure that every area of the pie has a, a reasonable mm. share mm. and that there's not like this overwhelming share to one area. Mm. And that, that can be sport. It can be any of the other things as well. You know, if we sit in the corner reading academic books all day, that's no good for you either. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's just life is a holistic reality and we have to view it that way. And if I could add a label to what you're just talking about, Dave, it, a lot of it comes down to self-awareness. Mm-hmm. If you are aware of your capacity, okay, yeah. um, then you can intelligently put it, you know, put it in its place without mm-hmm. it overcoming and overpowering all the others. I think it's totally responsible, you know, what you did of, you know, taking a break from it in order to get to the place you wanted to be. But um, yeah, it also makes a lot of sense what you're doing now. But just to circle back, and I, I think that there is. I typically am the consensus man. I like to be gentle as possible with everyone and with my points of view, making sure that I'm not being unnecessarily inflammatory. But um, what you were saying before, Wilsey, about you know that you're not going to put the line in the sand, yeah, you know, wherever it may be between you know individual sports, contact sports, or combat sports. But I really do believe that um, even though I've and I can and I say this as someone who has been involved in combat sports. I don't think it's possible to reconcile combat sports with Christianity. I, 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 would, I would be happy to make a hard statement on that, personally. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that there is a lot of room for uh, a different understanding for most sports. Not all, but most. Yeah. So. I only just said, like, you know, I, I don't want a listener to, I guess, you know... Mm-hmm perhaps they're engaged in a sport that I wouldn't be comfortable with yeah. and feel like I, I'm targeting them. So yeah, that, that's, that's the cool. only reason that I, I don't like, because I, I draw a similar line personally yeah. is um, like, I mean, when I was doing martial arts, I, me and my younger brother particularly excelled at it. Mm. Um, but my mum had to take us out because we went in, she finally allowed us to submit into a tournament and we both almost knocked out a guy. Yeah. And that's probably like a real awakening on, you know, if I look at that now and I'd continue to follow that that path and, and things like that, um, I don't know that that's, that would have been conducive for me personally mm-hmm. being an excellent fighter mm-hmm. and having like having all that kind of emotion and influence mm-hmm. and being able to be a peace-loving Christian. Like that's, <laughs> that's a hard balance to scale for me personally. Like I yeah, said, yeah. I, I really want to make that clear. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm really open to hear from any of the listeners if, you know, they've got a different take on it because I would love to... Um, I'd, See it differently. I'd, I'd just love to hear what people's views on it. It's such a such a dynamic conversation we can have mm. with mm-hmm. with sport um, that I think you know it's it's encouraging to to hear from everyone and hear what their points of view are. I'd mm-hmm. I'd, I'd really love to hear from it. You know, maybe there's an Adventist kickboxer out there. I'd be cool to hear his story. I think that'd be great. Mm. So, yeah, and I think that is a great opportunity. I'm glad, glad you said that. So, if anyone does have a story, please you know, share it on social media or wherever you find us. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Just going back to your self awareness point, um, I think it's also key to, to be aware of your weaknesses as well. I think yes. you were sort of saying that without saying it, but I just yeah. want to say it. Yes. And yeah. that was one of the reasons why I quit for a while was because I recognize this is an area of weakness for me mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to draw on what you were just saying about combat sports as well I pulled out of combat sports for the very same reason I recognize that that was a, an area of weakness for me that um, when it comes to competition and fighting uh, or violence mm-hmm. basically um, I don't those two things don't mix well for me mm-hmm. and it's so just that <laughs> alpha level testosterone that comes out and you just can't be second like, yeah, yeah. 
and, and yeah, but, but it's, it's you're, not will, you're willing to do things that you wouldn't be willing to do if there wasn't any competition involved yes, um, in true. combat sports if mm. you're that kind of person wired that kind of way and that's mm. I recognize that in myself and so I had to be aware of that and and pull out of those things so as to not um, develop that aspect of my character you know what I mean mm. um, yeah so I think self-awareness is it's very important to recognize okay it may be okay for Maddie to sit down and watch his team play footy every week mm-hmm. I couldn't do that yeah. you know I can be aware of the highlights from time to time and you and I can look on the news and find out how the Melbourne Storm are doing is, so I can lay it into Maddie <laughs> <laughs> um, but um well, not very often, though, because they don't lose much. Um, Why do you think he goes for it? <laughs> 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 just because I've had an easy decade of supporting doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to back the winners. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my point is, um, I couldn't do that because I recognize I have a, a weakness to that where mm. I wouldn't just stop at watching one game. I would mm-hmm. keep going and going and going. It you would know, become can, an addiction. Can I say that I, I know that struggle, mm. especially when they go... Um, like after one game, they'll play the second game. Yeah, yeah, and then they might play like a super league game from over in England. <laughs> but you're right, like, cause it's that temperance thing, and yeah. and sometimes when they've you know teed games together on, on the you know on TV or whatever, or however you consume it, and you just kind of sit there and you just watch the time. Well, you don't watch the time tick by, but you look up at the clock and you go, oh, "Wow, I've just lost four hours." Yeah, and that means that, like you were saying, that piece of the pie, like you know, it was only meant to take a one and a half piece of the pie and next thing's taken out four and what yeah. what, what loses from there yeah. yeah and often I think we can be really honest about this as Christians usually the God piece gets yeah. taken out first yeah you know like we go <laughs> uh-huh. well I still mm. got to eat and I still got to sleep <laughs> and so there's so just no God to today yeah. you know yeah. and that's that's a that's a reality of it I think yeah. because we treat God as a convenience rather than an essential. And yeah, I think, yeah. you know, maybe... Ooh, that's a we, powerful statement. Well, mm. I think we've got to realize that sport's the convenience. Like sport, <laughs> like for a lot of us when we spectate, sport's there for entertainment value, but it's not life-giving. <laughs> yeah. I don't get life from watching the Melbourne Storm win. I don't get life from watching Australia get a gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I get life from is praying and reading my Bible. Yeah. And yet I take that away. <laughs> yeah, because that's interchangeable. Because I wanted yeah. the I wanted the entertainment value. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if we wanted to say what's the what's the struggle with sport, mm. that's the struggle. Yeah. Mm. Is the fact that often we find that we're willing to exchange life for entertainment yeah. and not realise the damage that's doing for yeah. our eternal health. Yep. Yep. Mm. I, as a kid mm-hmm. I could sit down and watch five, six hours of a test match and uh, you put me in front of my Bible, I wouldn't last five minutes. You know what I'm saying? And and so... I'm just saying five hours in front of a Bible would be a pretty big stretch too, though, bro. <laughs> no, no <laughs> yeah, but, I know. but it doesn't matter. Like, it, you know, even just tr- trying to read for half an hour wasn't possible because you're so focused on, mm. you know, I've got to, got to go and find out what the score is now, mm. you know, or whatever. And so, like you say, it's just a, a being aware of... of what value you're placing on each of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want sport to become an idol in our lives. Mm, no. Um, uh, we, we want God to still be at the center, but we don't want to take all the enjoyment out of our lives either. And so no, that's right. He doesn't want to... Finding that balance. He doesn't want us to have gray and meaningless lives. Or I shouldn't say meaningless, but, you know, gray and drab <laughs> yes, lives. without sport, our lives are meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> I just put myself in that, so... <laughs> yeah. I want to try and dig myself out of the hole. Yeah, no, no, no. smart man. <laughs> no, I think we realized what I was trying to say, yeah, even I if it. I poorly worded it. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. But 
I think that's uh, that's probably a, a good place for us to land the plane. I just want to thank you guys for coming along for, uh, for the ride with us. Um, it was a good conversation. And mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, we actually, we'd really be keen, like Matt was saying before, we are really keen to hear your perspective because we recognize that this is something that there is a lot of room for, for personal experience. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we're always keen to hear from you guys as well. And if you feel like we didn't hit the nail on the head in some way, send us your thoughts because it may spark a part two. So, um, mm-hmm. we'd be really happy to do that. So... We love reading reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we haven't had any reviews for a while. And so, like, not landed on too thick, but if you could... uh, Yeah, I know, we're really hurting, so... Give us a review so we can give you a fully sick Aussie nickname. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Fully sick, mate. (laughs) All right. We will leave you to go right now over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And so, uh, we better get off Or Spotify. Or Spotify. Do they do reviews on Spotify? Sure. They give you five stars. That's good as a review. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. We'll leave you guys to it and we'll catch you next week. See ya. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list so i would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that if you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet you can go over to itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us so if you want to help us reach those goals please jump in and give us a review the final message that i'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our patreon account now Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating and ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast and so if you'd like to help us do that jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards but at different levels there are different benefits different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours if you can't afford that we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.